Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for three. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. Raymond Felton is with me. Raymond, how are you? I'm doing good, my guy. I'm doing good. <laughs> Great to talk to you as always. And thank you out there for listening to the podcast. Uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, usually every Monday. Per, I had a scheduling conflict, so we're a little later in the week. Apologies. We'll be back to normal uh, next week. One thing I do want to mention, if you have any questions for Raymond or myself, feel free, feel free to tweet them at us. Uh, use the hashtag HornetsPod, or um, I have a Discord in my um, YouTube description if you want to join that as a channel where you can submit questions for the show and get involved that way. Since we last talked, the Hornets, well, the All-Star break has come and gone. Hornets are 2-2 two and two in that time. It's been a rocky road. Um, overtime loss to the Pistons, a blowout to the Bucks. you know, the good with the bad. It is what it is. Uh, Raymond, how, how are you feeling about the squad post-All-Star break at this point? I mean, it's what's to be expected, man. Coming off the All-Star break, you're going to be a little up and down at first, you know. Get that break, get away from the game. You come back, you know, trying to get your mental back together and get your mind back right to play basketball and finish out strong in the second half of the season. So, you know, two and two, I'll take that better than all four. No so, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I'll I take that. So, but, um, it's all about like, you know, getting getting healthy. Those guys gotta get hundred percent healthy. You know, guys gotta get used to playing with each other again and, you know, getting that rhythm that I feel like they had early on and when they was really rolling. And um they can be a dangerous team. They can definitely be a dangerous team. Yeah. Um I know uh Rod Boone with the Observer well, asked a bunch of different Hornets players their views on what's going wrong. You know, some had different answers. Um but you can you know, from T V you can tell rebounding defense. Um I think when, like you mentioned, the health thing, we haven't seen this team fully healthy with Harrell, and now our, the newest Hornet, Isaiah Thomas, we'll talk about that as well um, in the uh, in this episode. But you know, when this team is fully healthy and and everyone's available, it should open things up from a rotation point of view, where Brego can play the matchups better. When they have let's play in the Cavs, we can do something different than we would do against the Raptors per se. Mm-hmm. You know, we have options ahead of us that we didn't have previously, and maybe you know, with 18 games left in the season could see some positive outcomes, hopefully, and get in a better spot in the play Because I think we're destined for the play at this point. You know, the Hornets are a nine seed right now, one win above the Hawks, one win behind the Nets. We'll see what happens with that. But, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the play at this point. <laughs> um, hope, and then hopefully things go better than they did against the Pacers, which was still outrageous because the Pacers were imploding at that time. You know, the, the coach got fired. Uh, right. I, know, I was talking to a, a Pacers uh, fan who was like, yeah, like everyone is wants out of there. So, um, you know, redemption, I think. Redemption's headed our way here shortly. But uh, we're going to talk about the games uh, post-All-Star break. Isaiah Thomas, Cody Martin returning and all that good stuff after this break. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE. 
B-L-E-A-V, Believe, to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to your favorite Olympic events. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so the first game back after the All Star break against Toronto. Um, Man, this this is the team that we were like waiting on. Basically, they the break did the Hornets so well. They came out firing, um, got to an early start and held the lead throughout the game. The Raptors kind of looked like the flip. How they looked like how the Hornets looked going into the All Star break. Like Van Vliet was hurting, you know. Uh, he was he was like doubtful. I think the day before he was like nursing right. a knee injury. I think uh, mm-hmm. there's no Ananobi, and the Hornets took advantage of it. So it was really great to see like a great like statement win at home. Um, right. Gave the home fans something to cheer about. It's nice to hear the, the Spectrum Center loud, you know? It's a great fan base, right? Yeah, no question, 100%. I miss that fan base, man. It was a lot of fun when I was um, playing back in the day when we was the Bobcats. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to come out after the All-Star break and make a statement, especially if you were one of those teams who's a playoff team. Mm-hmm. You got to come out this, these last, I don't know what it was, 22 games maybe? They had left. You got to come out rocking. You got to come out making a point each and every night. You know, sometimes the, the end result may not be a win, but you got to let every team know that, you know, we we here to play. We here, we here to stay. We trying to, we playing for something. And ain't no, we playing just to win games or to get lottery picks. We playing to win. We playing for something. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely good to see come out that first game the way they did. Yeah, and we saw the return of Cody Martin in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, snapped a three-game losing streak. So, yeah, things things were looking up, you know. And then you look at the schedule and you see the Pistons there, right? Pistons towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference. The Hornets have like a 15, had, had, had a 15-game <laughs> winning streak against the Pistons. We talked about it last week about how previous mm-hmm. appearances, the Hornets put it on the Pistons twice, 140 points, 141 points a second meeting. That mm-hmm. Pistons team is good like it's, they're not i mean obviously you know you look at the record and they're like oh mm-hmm. this team can't be good but they're a good team especially really lately good. they flipped a switch Listen, and cage yeah they, they was playing well before the break yeah and i was like this team is dangerous ain't they getting healthy they got guys coming back they mm-hmm. got their full team in circle now and it's unfortunately the end of the season it, it, it's happening for them you know what I'm saying right. but they're a dangerous team they're young they're energetic they play hard they're athletic you know they can score I mean, I, I, I like the I like the look up of that team, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, but I told you for the break. I said that was a game <laughs> that I that I was a little scary about because yeah. the way the way the Hornets beat them the last time, it was kind of embarrassing. So I was like, this team gonna come in ready to play this time. Yeah, and you and you look at the schedule. The next night, the Hornets flew to Milwaukee to play the Bucks. So it had perfect trap game potential there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as a player, how do you look? How do you stay focused and not worry about the next opponent when you have those back to backs? When they're uh, we have to travel and play right. that same day, um, it's hard not to, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, you still just have to stay focused and say one game at a time. Can't worry about the game after, you know. You just got to really just stay there and just you know focus on that particular game. And it happens when you think that oh we're gonna beat this team, but man, we got Milwaukee. And it's like, nah, you can't do that to no teams in the NBA. 
You know, you can't do that. You can't just like, oh, we're just going to, we know, we know we're going to beat them no matter what. And it's like, nah, you know, you come out here and mess around. They're going to mess around, beat you. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens. Yeah. Kelly Olenek, uh, dagger, jumper to end the mm-hmm. game. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. I was, I was, I couldn't believe what I was saying. Like, salute to the Pistons, man. Salute yeah. to the Pistons because they, uh, they don't, like, I'm using air quotes here. They don't have anything to play for. Other than pride, right? Not in, they're not making the play in by any circumstance. So mm-hmm. I, I respect that they're not out there tanking, you know, and, exactly. and that Cade is progressing and looking like the number one overall pick, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah. like, if he sees the, saw, like, the Evan Mobley stuff earlier, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm the number one pick. Relax. Like, everyone <laughs> needs to relax. Scotty Barnes, what? No, I'm Cade Cunningham. And you saw, you saw some of that um, yeah. against, the, against the Hornets. Um, no, nah, he nah, this kid he's kid is special. He's gonna be special. You know what I'm saying? And so are those guys too. Those two guys you just mentioned, Scotty Barnes and um Evan Mobley. Those two guys are very, very good. And they've been playing good all season. Yeah. So, you know, and Katie just, you know, trying to find his footing. I think he came in, he was hurt for a little bit at, at the beginning of the season. And, you know, he was still trying to find his footing once he came back, you know, and you know, kinda got behind the ball in a sense when it comes to like rookie of the year and all of that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does he have that type of potential? No question. He's he's really good. Yeah. But if I had to give it to somebody and be one of those guys. Oh, same here. Same here. Especially with the record the Cavs have. Like Yeah. That was for yeah. me when going back to last year, that was for me that was the biggest not that if I don't have a vote. If I did, it would be for Lamella because of the record the Hornets had when they're mm-hmm. playing in their best, flirting with that four seed. Because mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards had an incredible year last year. But mm-hmm. Minnesota didn't play a sing- in a single meaningful game all season long um, mm-hmm. versus the Hornets playing at, at a high level for a, a decent chunk of the season. I think mm-hmm. in the, you look at their numbers, both they had incredible rookie years, but I, I look at the team winning um, as a little as a notch towards LaMelo, despite missing all those games. And the credit to right. Anthony Edwards for being healthy all year. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think LaMelo did enough before he got hurt and then being able to come back after the injury for the last 10 games of the season, even though he wasn't quite the same player with that right. wrist injury. Um, yeah. I think he showed a lot of a lot of toughness out of out of out of our, our well, rookie I mean, year. I mean, they was very successful when he was when he was healthy when he was yeah. there. You know, things kind of went down a little bit when he left. So you know, you got to look at that as well too. And I'm pretty sure the committee who who picks that they looked at that as well. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the after the, the Pistons lost, you know, Hornets remain now winless in overtime. Um, it's a weird one. We'll see what happens with that. Um, it's, it's something that. Hopefully they don't find themselves in many overtime situations anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But you just kind of take it as, as it comes, right? Um, next night they played in Milwaukee. This was a blowout. Um, no, way, no, no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, at its worst, the, the, the Hornets were down 35 points. Uh, Raymond, as a, as a pro, what goes through your mind when you're like, faced with that type of like, point deficit? Are you just trying to like, chip, slowly chip away at it? Just trying to work mm-hmm. on some things, knowing the game's kind of out of hand? Well, you know, you, you got to keep fighting. You can't give up because that thing, it can go from 35 to 50, from yeah. 50 to 60. It can just keep going up. So, you know, you got to have some type of pride and keep playing and, you know, try to, like you say, like, you know, eat away at it a little bit. Try to get that score down. Even if you know, okay, we're not going to come back and win this game, but they're not going to sit here and embarrass us either. Right. So, you know, you got you to gotta kind of go about it that, that way. And um, it's hard because, you know, you're frustrated, especially when a team is just just really outplaying you that night. They just hitting everything. They they get into more of the loose balls than you. You're just always a step behind. And, 
You know, it's like they they shoot the ball in the ocean. They hitting yeah. everything. It just it, it gets frustrating. Don't get me wrong, but you know you got to just you know like I say, stay the course and just keep fighting. Keep fighting. Yeah, Giannis twenty six and sixteen on six assists, four blocks, two steals. Insane. He's insane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you saw rookie Giannis, right? So like, yeah. you, and you played against him. What do you? What, what's your viewpoint on on Giannis from his first year in the league? and seeing his growth and progression over these years? I told, man, I told a whole bunch of the guys on the team because we was with, I was with the Knicks and we was playing them, man. He was playing mellow so hard. It was so funny, man. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> he was like this kid that was just playing him so hard. He was hungry and he was just like, you know, he, he was like overdoing it in a sense. And, you know, we was kind of chuckling at him a little bit, laughing at him on the bench a little bit because, you know, he was like going extra hard and yeah. he couldn't do nothing with Melo. You know, Melo was in his prime and Melo was hitting with pump fakes and jab steps, pulling up in his face, just like really just like really almost embarrassing him in a sense. And But I looked at the kid, though, and I could just see that fight, that desire, and that just that hungriness he had. And I said, I said, yo, but I told him before, you know, after we all stopped laughing at him, I said, yo, he going to be special. I told him that. I said, he going to be special. I said, because he got that hunger and that desire. And you looked at the, the makeup of his body. Yeah. His kid arms was so long and just – yeah. It was just, it was just crazy. I was like, man, listen, if he, if he worked, it's gonna be, it's gonna be scary. Now look at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now look at him. Probably one of the most dominant, if not the, the most dominant player in the NBA right now. Yeah, like we, just. We think Charles Oakley saying he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't start or whatever he said about Giannis. He could, he couldn't play in the eighties. He couldn't start for a team in the eighties or nineties. He said he couldn't have. Yeah, ah, I don't exactly, okay. but uh, Charles Oakley. Yeah. Had smoke for Giannis out of nowhere. Yeah, I you know that's 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 unk man. You know, what I'm saying like I ain't, I ain't go I ain't go talk I ain't go talk bad um, I ain't gonna talk bad about my unk. But um, at the end of the day, like, oh, talent is talent, you know. And OG, my OG, know that, but he was an abuser. So you know, he was yeah. one of those guys that you know. Giannis wasn't gonna be able to bully him or do all that stuff that he do now, you know. So I understand from his his mindset, in his mind, like nah, he couldn't have played. He couldn't have played down there with me. He could have played with us, but you know, me, I'm gonna say nah. He could have played back then. Just his athleticism and his physicality, you know. What I'm saying everybody was physical back then, so it wouldn't have been. It wasn't. He wouldn't have been as dominant, should I say? He wouldn't be able to just just abuse people like that every night. You know, so I don't think that would be the case. But to just say he couldn't have played back then, nah, I can't totally say that. Yeah, so uh, so Oakley, to his credit, said uh, he, being Giannis, wouldn't have been a force back in the day. He would have mm-hmm. struggled. They would have make they would have make him shoot jump shots. He wouldn't be yeah. doing a euro step to the basket. Someone's gonna knock his head off, and he come off yeah. the bench. The bench, I think that's where people are like he's gonna come off the bench. Like that may be a little <laughs> one sentence too far, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the other part, yeah, you know, of course, you know, what I'm saying they was. You know, back in the day, they was definitely more defensive sound. Yeah, it was more defensive oriented. Like you know, it was tough to score back back then. That's why everybody had these conversations about who's the goat and all this and that. I'm like, come on, man! Now, <laughs> if you watch the last dance, you would definitely know who, who the goat is, man. Yeah. Did you see the abuse that that man took? For come real. on, now, <laughs> yeah. come on! There ain't nobody playing like that now. No sir, no sir. <laughs> Ain't nobody playing like that now. So come on. But anyway, that's another that's another topic. But um, but uh, like yeah, it's just the game was totally different back then, man. It was just totally different. Well, so uh, moving to the to the, the most recent game, um, 
against Cleveland, a very big game, right? Uh, a team the Hornets have struggled with in the past with Mobley and Jared Allen, the length the, the Cavs have, plus with Garland, like that, that Cavs team is really deep and really talented. Um, the Hornets showed up, though. You know, we had um, a big game from Terry Rozier. He likes playing against the Cavs. <laughs> he likes playing against his uh, former hometown team, uh, Kelly Oubre, 19 points off the bench. Um, the main thing, outside of, like, really everybody got involved, honestly, but we had the debut of the newest Hornet, Isaiah Thomas. Here's a tease. We'll talk about that right after the break. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, so the day before the Hornets played the Cavs, they announced that Isaiah Thomas was signed to a 10-day contract. Um, so before I talk about, uh, we talk about Isaiah joining the squad, I want to talk about the 10-day contract in general with you. Um, if, you're, if you're in a locker room and you, the team brings in a guy on a 10-day contract, what's the mentality? Is it different than a free agent signing or a trade scenario where it's more permanent? Or you're looking like kind of to help the guy shine while he's with yeah. the roster on that 10-day trial? No question, man. You know, definitely if it's somebody that, you know, we know we need, you know, I'm definitely trying to encourage him. I'm definitely trying to, like, you know, make him feel comfortable, you know, give him all the help possible, you know what I'm saying, whatever he needs, you know, help him with the plays, help him with, you know, the game plan, whatever we're trying to do, you know, what what our identity is, you know, all the things that, you know, need to make him comfortable, you know, on and off the court, you know, you you have to do that. 
And um, I think with Isaiah, him going to the G League is just not an option. Like, he goes down there every time and he scores 45, scores 50. And it's like, he's just, he's just too good. And I just hope he can find another situation where, you know, his talent fits another team or it fits the offense. And, you know, he's a bona fide scorer. At his size, he still can score with the best of them. And I just hope that he could be put in a situation where that's all he needs to do. But on the flip side of that, he knows how to play the game. He's very clever. He's smart. He knows how to pass. He just knows the game, man. He's just a kid that knows how to play. And I just hope he can find somewhere where he can stick. And the last these last few games, you know, with some people still out, I, I feel like he can help Charlotte. So hopefully this 10-day works out and maybe they can, you know, keep him on the roster. I don't know how the roster looks or if they even have room, you know, to even keep him. But um, it would be – I think it would be something good for, for Charlotte. They can keep a guy like that. They can go get you a bucket that can – that's used to taking big time shots and things like that. I, I think that's that would be something very helpful. And so, like the the Hornets had a vacancy basically in their backcourt when they traded Ish Smith to Washington for mm-hmm. Harold and the Harold deal. And the, I guess the plan was for Terry to do some of the backup point guard duties. But you I think they're kind of overextending him. Really, uh, he's doing two roles there in the roster. He can do it, but I don't know how sustainable it is. Especially, and then also added into it, Book Knight's been up and down between Charlotte and Greensboro. I don't know how what his like short term plans are with the team. So mm-hmm. having a guy like Isaiah to come in at least for now, because I think um, Book Knight's nursing an injury anyway. Uh, so I don't know how available he would be um, if he was um, with the with the big team in Charlotte. So having Isaiah come in off off rip, you know, what he play uh, fourteen minutes, ten points, thirty six percent shooting, uh, two for se- two. Of seven from three, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, two turnovers, you know, for just joining the team 24 hours prior, not too bad, honestly. Mm-hmm. The, the team, everybody was clicking. The, the chemistry seemed to be there already. Um, and I, it, it was garbage time, but I really liked him running with like JT Thor, Kai Jones, like the other young guys on mm-hmm. the team, like having that one veteran surrounded by four youngsters. I like that, you know, like using that knowledge. Uh, Terry um, said this about Isaiah, that um, he's a pro, he's a vet, he's been there before. And he looked apart. You can just see uh, his basketball IQ, his savviness. He knows how to play. And I thought mm-hmm. he was a big spark for us here tonight. Uh, that was after the, the Cleveland game. You know, he knows Terry. He knows Hayward pretty well from the time in Boston. So, I, I, you know, 18, game, 18 games left in the season. The playoffs are not far away at all. I, I hope he sticks it out. I, I'm, I'm excited about the potential I of having too. a veteran backup like that. No, I really do, too. I, I really think he can help. And like you said, losing Ish was, was big. Now that's big, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's putting a lot of pressure because, you know, you really need Terry to really score the ball. You need him to do do what he do, and that's be a dog and put that ball in the hole and just be a playmaker, you know what I'm saying? So you telling him to do that and then turn around and go run the, run the second unit. Like, nah, you know, bringing a guy like Isaiah who can, I feel like, can run the second unit and be a bona fide scorer in that second unit as well. You know, a guy who can get hot off the bench and put up some numbers for you. So, um, yeah, I would definitely like to see that, man. And I, I think them being a playoff team and them trying to, you know, go do something, I don't think the the Boatwright kid is quite ready for that yet. You know, I think yeah. he still needs some more time of playing and, you know, some more time up on his belt. No offense to him. You know, I think he's a very talented kid and he's going to be, you know, somebody special for this team in the future. But for what they need, for these last 18 games and for the second half of the season, I think Isaiah really fits in perfect, to be honest. 
Yeah, and um, you know, Lamella got into foul trouble, so maybe Isaiah got into the mix sooner than expected. But I think he made the most out of the opportunity and the team in general. You know, when you can when you defeat a team like the Cavs, right? And you're, you don't need LaMelo. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. LaMelo had no field goals and uh, played eight minutes and still handled the Cavs. That tells you something about this roster. So imagine this roster when it's fully back, you know? Mm-hmm. Nick, Cody back, uh, McDaniels, Hayward to be determined. And then we, we're off to the races, man. Like, I think this team had, can ruin some people's good times, you know? This, 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 this Hornets team will be a tough out, I think, when it comes to the playing slash playoffs. Um, once everyone gets gets riding, it's got to get healthy. That's the big one. And then the yeah. easy part comes playing basketball. The, the, the injured ankles and feet, man. That's that's tougher. To, that's a tougher uh, obstacle to overcome. Um, no, no question. One one thing I wanted to talk to you about as well was um, free throw shooting um, in general, mm-hmm. right? So the Hornets at, right now are the the third worst free throw shooting team in the league, percentage wise. Um, not to pick on Mason Plumley. Uh, he he knows like I'm not saying that he doesn't know himself, but he was shot 67% from the free throw line last year. This year is 36%. That's a massive drop off. He's a career 55% shooter, so like he hasn't been like crushing it. Like that's not his where like, where he you know makes his bread from the free throw line. Right. But it it what what does that do um, mentally when like the free throws aren't falling? Um, not specific to him, just in general um, from a tactical <sighs> point of view, from a player mentality point of view. Right. I mean, tactical point of view, you know, that's that's tough because if you top three of, of the bottom of the free throws and you're trying to win games, that kind of explains why, you know, a lot of games is going to overtime, mm-hmm. why a lot of games are not being won in, in overtime. You know, if you can't go to the free throw line and knock down free throws consistently as a team. You know, that stuff adds up at the end of the game. Like, it really adds up. So I think that's something that, you know, they all should spend time, you know, doing that after practice, before practice, you know, on their own, whatever you got to do, you know. I just think little things like that is whatever you got to do to 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 make our team better, you know, as a unit, as a group. You know, whether I got to go take more, more free throws on my own, each and every person, or we do it as a team, like coach just – you say, all right, everybody take 50 free throws before before they leave today, you know, for, for a practice. Like, you know, so just little things like that. Because it becomes mental, man. It becomes like once the game get on the line, you know, you want to have that confidence that, you know, whoever gets fouled or whatever goes on, that they're going to go up there and have that confidence in themselves to go down and knock down on free throws. So, you know, that's rough. And, you know, with Mason, I think just <sighs> – most bigs ain't, ain't that great yeah. anywhere at shooting free throws, you know. So, like you said, that's not the way he make his money. But at the same time, like, you still got to find a way to be above 50. You got to be above 50. We got to we gotta at least say you're going to hit one of these free throws every time you get up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's just, like I said, it's all about just getting in the gym and just taking the extra free throws. That's really all that he has to do and the whole team has to do. Yeah, and, and going back to Giannis, because, like, you know, he struggled with free throws early on in his career, and especially, mm-hmm. and he he made it a point to not be, um, like, let his failures stop him from succeeding. Um, like, really going after it and improving that, even extending his range from the floor. Um, so that's, that's not a Giannis podcast. I'm a big fan of Giannis, if you couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> he's one of my favorite players, if not one of, if not my favorite player in the league right now. Um, I love watching him play. Um, yeah. 
kind of wish he was in Charlotte, but it's okay. That's all. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's something for another day. <laughs> um, so 18 games left. We got the, the Hornets got the Spurs. When is it? I don't, when is that game? Is that Sunday? Hold on. Uh, Saturday, March 5th, uh, against the Spurs. Also real quick, if you're in Charlotte, it's a big, that's a big sports day in Charlotte. The home debut home opener for the Charlotte MLS team is on Saturday as well. 70,000 oh, okay. people are meant to be there at Bank of America Stadium. Wow. Um, I'll be one of them. I'll be there. Um, I'm excited for okay. that. Hopefully we oh. get a dub in the first one. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, so like, I don't, is it? So that, that game's at seven. Charlotte, FC. I'm going, I, all I know is when the tailgate starts. I have no idea when the actual game starts. 7.30. <laughs> okay. So yeah, LA Galaxy. So what time the Hornets play? They play at seven. They play 30 minutes before. So, uh, I'm curious. I'm curious if they're gonna have like legit. If they're gonna have seventy thousand people in Bank of America, and then like what? What's what's spectrum seat like? Fifteen, twenty, something like that. Twenty something, like twenty something. Yeah, that's a lot of people in Uptown yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, um, first time in a long time. You know, pre-pandemic. Like I don't know last time that many people were in Uptown uh, for a sporting event. So like, Charlotte's yeah, gonna be crazy. Charlotte's a, bug, a, a budding, uh sports city. So I'm very very excited to see that. And hopefully. Um, there's people they show out for the Spurs game because people may be sleeping on the Spurs too. Dejounte Murray is having an incredible year. I'm glad he hey, got like, some All Star love. And so, I like that kid. I yeah. like that kid a lot. I like him a lot. Same man. He's crushing <laughs> it. He's a walking triple double. Uh, excellent yeah. defensively. And yeah, the the Spurs have a nice young player on their hands. Definitely. I don't know how they keep doing it. They always they keep doing that. How they keep doing no, they, it? They do it. They find them. I'm telling you, Pop is the best at it. I'm telling you, he is the best at it. Oh man, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, they got the Nets next. Celtics. Who are Celtics have really turned things around as well post All Star and actually post trade deadline in general. Uh, Pelicans they they're way better than they were at the beginning of the year. They're a potential playing team in the Western Conference. Hornets fans, mm -hmm. it's gonna be a weird one. We still need them to win games so we get their first round pick. Remember that. Uh, and then the Thunder, uh, those are the next five games. So we'll see how they go. You know, I think this. What's so weird about this Hornets team is like you don't know which team is gonna show up on a nightly basis. So when you look at mm -hmm. opponents, hard to forecast and be like, well. We should match up well against the Spurs, let's say. But then you look back, all right, well, we really struggled against the Pistons or struggled um, mightily against a Bucs team that we've pe defeated before, right? So, mm -hmm. like, on a nightly basis. So, I think once everyone gets back in the consistency, the consistency will solve itself once the players have some familiarity with each other and know, like, all right, this is, what we, what's the, this is who will roll out on a nightly basis. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's a weird one, but I'm here for it. 18 games left. We'll see what happens. Dude, that's the best part about sports. You don't know what's gonna happen. Is that Brooklyn game at home on the road? Ooh, uh, let's see here. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. So yeah, we got home against San Antonio, home against Brooklyn, home against Boston, and then Ooh. New Orleans, Oklahoma City. So Kyrie's coming to town March 8th, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Tuesday. I'm gonna have to go catch that one. I'll be in town. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in town. That'd be a good one. That'd be yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go catch that one. All right. See him, see him and Katie in action with all the other guys. With yeah, Seth, uh, they with like, Seth so, Drummond and all those guys. Yeah, I Seth, like to see that home, homecoming for Seth. You know, the, I'm mm -hmm. sure a lot of people would be excited to see him. Uh, Del Curry, I'm sure, is excited uh, to watch one of his sons come through the town as always. Mm -hmm. um, oh. Joe Harris is not. I mean, not to dwell on the Nets, but Joe Harris is officially out for the season. There's a there's like a slim chance he came back, so one less shooter for them. So we'll see how that plays out as well. That's that's something I think came out this week, um, okay. which is unfortunate because he's yeah. a, he's a big piece to what they had planned. 
No um, question. In Brooklyn. But listen, Hornets, time will tell. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. If you have any questions for the show, tweet Raymond and myself. Use the hashtag HornetsPod. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.